At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMMLP operating out of Burlington from 105.9 The Radiator. Good evening, it's The Rocket Shop. I'm your host, Tom Proxer. And with me tonight is Ben Collins and the Celestial Company. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? I'm pretty good, sorry. I've got a bit of a frog in my throat right now. Ah. So, do apologise. Hold on a second. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, so, uh, Ben, nice to uh, to have you back in. You were yeah. here with the Rose McCann Band not too long ago. Yes, indeed. Um, I... Your Celestial Company, do uh, you hmm. guys want to introduce yourselves as well? Sure. Uh, my name is Andrew Greenberg. I play bass. Nice. And I am Matt Weinstein, and I play the keys. Well, pleasure to have you all in. And uh, we do like kicking off with the song, so what have you got for us? Cool. This one is the first single off the album that's coming out soon, and it's called Sadie. And it's the single's out now, but we'll play it. Thank you. 
trying to call you back again One, two, three, four Sadie, if you're happy Sadie, if you're happy Sadie, if you're happy I'd love to see you With the Celestial Company playing the first single from your yes. new record, Sadie. Yep. Um, so I was misinformed. I be- thought that Space Ranger was going to be your first single, but am I, okay. am I wrong in thinking that and that is actually an album? That's or the a- album. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yes. And that is out incredibly soon, right? Yes. Well, it's supposed to be incredibly soon. There's just been a slight delay. Um, to get the cover song license, it takes two weeks, and there's kind of there's a cover on there uh, of the tallest one on Earth's "Weather of a Killing Kind," mm. um, and it plays a pretty important role in the album. So I thought, you know, we went we contemplated the idea of maybe releasing it without it, mm. and just wait, and then releasing it that song a couple weeks later. But it it kind of segues into the title track of the song or the album, and. Mm. I didn't want to release it without having it. So there's going to be a slight delay. The album doesn't have a release date. It was supposed to come out this weekend, July 1st, but it might be delayed and uh, hopefully hopefully it'll be soon. But Yeah, well, it yeah. sounds like it's a, it's a small hiccup Yes. Uh, yeah. before being able to actually officially properly release yep. it. Yeah. Um, so that kind of begs the question if if this particular track, and I do love a bit of Tallest Man on Earth, uh, kind of pulls the album together, if you will, um, does this album then have like a theme? Does it have like a like a something running through it, um, or is it just because it sounds good going into the yeah. next track? Well, it's a it's a bit of both. It sounds great. I think it's one of the best, better sounding songs in the album. It was kind of we took the song and took it in a new direction. We added like a well, first off, his version is just him and guitar, so it had a lot of room to be explored and messed around with. So we do upright bass, like a bowed upright bass mm-hmm. on it. Uh, some like drums playing like a tri- uh, like a tom beat throughout and um, yeah it just it sounds great we added like a whole another part at the end like some new new compositional elements at the end and uh, there's kind of a theme running through the album it's a little bit scattered in some parts like there's a couple songs that seem like they could be out of place but it's just kind of how the album got packaged together but it's definitely exploring this whole like kind of wild west and outer space vibe that kind of is indicated by the space ranger name and the celestial company name and, and of course like your that. bio as well i mean you, you very much kind of bring in these kind of old west elements yeah. into the way you describe yourself and the way you describe the celestial company who uh there's only a part of them yes, here today yeah. you guys are just uh, two stars in what is otherwise a cluster oh yeah 
Um, Good way of putting it, too. I like that. And, and so... Um, uh, so, where was... Uh, so... As uh, you were saying that with that, that the, the song with Tolls Man on Earth, it was very simple to yeah. cover, but you've kind of added more relevance mm-hmm. to it. Was that something that you could have thought about when you first set out making this, uh, this, this album or doing the solo project, that it, rather than be just a solo project, kind of doing it with this, this kind of, as you said, band of rangers yeah. or cowboys? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, what, what kind of brought you to that rather than kind of just sitting down and sitting, sitting there with a guitar and doing yeah. it yourself? Well, it all, I was, this kind of the whole idea of making my own album and the whole solo project thing started last, last summer when I started writing songs that I felt like wouldn't fit within Rose McCann Band or Moondogs, which were the current projects I was a part of then. And um, it, they felt like they couldn't really fit properly. Like they, like they could be made to fit within those bands, but they wouldn't sit properly. And I knew I wanted to kind of take them in a different direction. So... The initial idea for the the Ben Collins and Company, which is what it was known at the time, without the celestial part, um, was just like a rotating cast of musicians, and it kind of went. The company came from like the idea of a Wild West like company of cowboys. I was reading a lot of Zane Grey, which is like the dime store nineteen twenties Wild West uh, mm. books at the time, and very inspired by by those books. Um, and like the whole idea of like a rotating cast, like uh, a cowboy comes in and stays at the ranch or whatever for X amount of months. And while they're doing those like X amount of months, they would like reshift the priorities of the, of the ranch to fit that cowboy skill set. So like mm. if, if one was particularly good at house building, they would say, okay, this is time to build up some, like a barn and build a, like another house or something. If one was good at hunting, they'd shift their priorities and like make sure that he was able to do that. So the whole idea with the band was like to bring these songs as like an empty canvas and let the musicians and what their natural skill sets are dictate how the songs are played. So there's kind of like the constant, which is me, and Andrew's always been in the band, but even his playing style has changed throughout the whole time in the band. So like the songs have weaved and adapted, and like when Matt plays keys versus someone else plays keys on the songs, like it completely changes it. And we just kind of run with whatever direction it's feeling. So sometimes the songs feel more funky, sometimes they're more like chill and, and jazzy or I don't know. So in a way there, there is a kind of uh, an improvisational kind of oh, element time, to this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there any kind of particular setup that you have really grabbed your heartstrings and you're like, actually, this is kind of what I want. This is the band I want. Yeah. Or is it kind of, uh, it, do you, you prefer the freedom and kind of the, the ability to kind of go off into different directions? Yeah. Well, once, once this summer rolled around, Rose McCann band, uh, my partner in Rose McCann band, Emma Downey, she moved to Jackson Hole, hmm. so that kind of ended the band there. Um, so I knew once the summer rolled around, I wanted to, we were gonna, we had a bunch of dates on the calendar for this band, and I knew that I kind of wanted to like get a little bit tighter and not, like some of the gigs you're playing, were, they turned out great, but they were a little bit loose, and it's a lot to have a lot of musicians learn new songs like last minute, and especially mm-hmm. if they're just playing like one or two gigs with us, it's a lot. So I knew I wanted to nail down a more consistent band, which we've nailed, we've got, we've sat on now, which is Matt on keys, Andrew on bass, Zach Santos from All Night Boogie Band on drums, and Taylor Gonzalez uh, from, she's from Boston, but she just moved here. And she plays flute and sings backup. So, I see. We we have yet to debut this this lineup, but it'll be it'll be very soon. Yeah, it's exciting and, though. Yeah. 
Was it like one gig you had did like a post gig autopsy and you were like, right, no, this isn't working. I'm going to have to do this differently. Or was it because of, you know, I think it was circumstantial just the circumstantial things. And there was a, actually an awesome, it's very ironic that that photo shown on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was, we this played the last Rose McCann band show then. ever on May 6th at the Arts yeah. Riot. And then the night after, we played the first ever band with Zach and Matt and Andrew in that lineup uh, with this band. And it just felt like that band ended the night before. This band like played the best show we had ever played ever mm. the night after. It felt like a rebirth of right. of something. So once it kind of like once we played that night, I was like all right, this this is this is sweet. This is it. Well, kind of perfect for you as well. You know, you saying goodbye, and then from like come yeah. the, the ashes, if you will. You know, the phoenix kind of rises again. But it, was, it's, it must have been quite nice that it was so immediate. It was so like mm -hmm. present. It was it was just kind of yeah. almost a, a a seamless transition. Yeah, yeah. It was easy. It was easy to tell. Like once we once we all played together that day, that it just it just fit. It just worked. Wow. Yeah. Um, very lucky, but obviously. Very lucky because you've got great musicians yeah. around you. Oh, these, these guys are fantastic. Um, I'd love to hear another song. So cool. what have you got for us? Um, let's do La Vida Mas Fina. This is La Vida Mas Fina. It is named after the Corona ad <laughs> of the same <laughs> Not name. Not the virus. Not the virus. <laughs> um, the beer company. But uh, yeah, this will be on the album as well. And this is one of those that's kind of out of the, the whole Wild West vibe. It's more islandy. Uh, it's very, very different, but yeah, it's a nice little refresher on the album.
vida más fina, la vida, la vida más fina, la vida, la vida más fina. Fina there by Ben Collins and the Celestial Company. So let's get back to, uh, to this new record that's going to be coming out very soon, Space yes. Ranger. Tell me about how it's uh, has been put that together. And also, I mean, I know uh, the Rose McCann band was basically a duo, mm-hmm. but it's, it is a solo project. This is, I'm guessing, your own lyrics, your own yeah. music. You're trying to maybe uh, you, uh, compose this all together as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so how does it feel putting out something that's that's just yours? Because it'll be the first time that you've kind of done that. It's it's actually it's very scary, as like a I don't know putting myself out there. There's a lot of very very personal things, like very very personal things on the album, and it is pre- pretty terrifying to put it out there. Like some songs specifically, I've I've even tried away from playing live just because of how personal it is. Um, but it's it's all like very surreal at the same time i i've always wanted to do a solo album and i've always kind of like been playing with the idea but i never felt like i had a voice that was i don't know worth like that was like made sense as oh this is worthy of putting on an album or something like that i always felt like songs had just kind of been like you know derived from other music musicians and things and and this album has a lot of you know pulling from my influences and all that but for the first time i like the whole reason that this project became a thing was because I felt like I was finally writing songs that more reflected who I was personally and things like that, um, and what I, where I kind of wanted to head. So it, it felt really surreal to put it all together and and to hear all the musicians like come in and influence it because it has a ton of musicians that play on it. Like uh, there's three drummers, three bassists on the album, um, not all at the same time, <laughs> um, but just like, uh, one keys player, but, and then just like, it just changed like the whole thing, like different songs fit for different people. So different people played on different songs and, and the whole, the whole result is just a really cool kind of mashup of all those influences mixed with my own songwriting and, and just seeing it all come to life and in that fashion was incredible, but. I mean, a lot of people can't find one drummer in this town, and you managed to find three for <laughs> yeah. your record. So, um, well done on that front. But um, how did you decide who was going to play on what? And, mm-hmm. and why so many people? Yeah. Um, well, I always knew I wanted it to be different people. I've kind of always... I've really enjoyed Steely Dan and their music. Not saying this is anywhere near Steely Dan, because it's definitely not. But they had different people come in for different reasons. Like they like someone's guitar playing on on this track more than others, and then they would try different guitarists on different tracks, and 
and like until they found one. So like there's I don't know the exact number, but like there was like a story that they went through a ton of different guitars to find that one that fit on the album. Um, so I like that idea, and I didn't have a ton of people accessible to me, but I did have some, and uh, very grateful for those I did have. But I just like different people's influences fit on different things. Like some uh, some drumming was more like you know staccato, more aggressive. And I felt like that would fit really well versus like Zach Santos plays like incredible brushwork, jazz drumming and, and his drumming just fits so perfectly on some songs. So just like, you know, different, different people fit for different things. And I felt very, and like also since the band is a rotating cast, I was able to hear different people play on the album or different people play the songs before the album was even recorded. So being able to hear how this drummer plays that song versus this drummer gave me like an idea of what I wanted in my head and hearing different people influence in different ways gave me more of like a, oh, I heard that before, I really like that, let's pull that for the album, pull this for the album, and just pull like different people from different gigs to mm-hmm. pull it all together. But um, And trying to get four or five people to have a free enough schedule to get into a, into a studio is usually pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that is uh, compounded if you've got far far more than that yeah how was that in terms of being able to sit down and record did you get yeah. everyone to come on the same day or was not it... at all no it was the biggest thing i would do changing this record 100 percent is the recording schedule we recorded everything on friday like on like four friday nights in um throughout the spring throughout the winter and spring so it was all done at the uvm studios uh on campus and Christian Lindbergh, who co-produced the album, and I would go in and we'd, set, we'd try to set up as fast as we could before the musicians got there. And by the time we were done setting up all the mics and everything, we had an hour left to record. So each song, there's eight songs in the album, each song, or we had four two-hour recording sessions, so we had eight hours. But then when we actually got to recording, we had four hours of recording. Mm-hmm. And some of the musicians had never played the songs, never even heard the songs before they stepped in the studio. So massive massive kudos to everyone who played on it because it was like we have 30 minutes to get these songs we have to nail them let's let's get down to work and there was no messing around like it was everyone was there to work and i really appreciated the all the work ethic and and hard hard work to understand some of the some of the changes and some of the the breaks and things in the songs like last minute in the studio and and run with the punches but yeah i can imagine the it's probably produced some really interesting records of yeah. that because that very much limits, you know, the mixer and the producer to, mm-hmm. uh, with, with how much kind of material they've got yeah. to be able to kind of chop and change. Um, but I can also imagine it's also produced some moments of magic because there's probably yeah. been some songs where there might have been, you know, someone muffling into a mic or, mm-hmm. or someone, you know, getting a text message or something. You know, it, it ha- does it have a little bit more realism because of this, yeah. this way that you recorded it? Yeah. And... It definitely, the album took some, a lot of inspiration from The Grateful Dead. Myself, I take a ton of inspiration from The Grateful Dead. So I'm, I'm used to, like, doing it and being done with it. Like, it's, it's whatever, it's what it was. So there's multiple songs in the album, La Vida Masfina included, um, Space Ranger, where it's just, like, a free improv jam somewhere in the, in the song. Mm-hmm. And that was all done in studio. All the improv was, none of it was scripted, none of it was written. And it... Like especially Space Ranger turned into like this wonderful composition in the middle. It's like really dark and really twisted, but it's really, it's really cool in its own way. And it's all improv in studio. And we only did, we did three takes of that and took the second one. And that was pretty much like every song. We did three takes and took like the second one or third one. And 
yeah, and we did one song in one take, and and but it was just a lot of like a lot of pressure. So it we it was the ultimate like take what I can get and and be okay with it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's your first solo album as well, mm -hmm. where you know you learn a few things, oh, and a you, lot, yeah. I'm sure the next time you go into the yeah. studio, a lot will be changed. But I feel I like mean, my whole understanding of music was just flipped upside down and like redistorted and and then spit out the other side in the whole new way. Like I look at music totally differently now. How did it but. feel like when you were done with the recording and how did it, I mean, I know you've got this, this last kind of tour yeah. on earth thing, but how did it feel like when you're doing the recording versus now when it's kind of, or just, you know, obviously a few weeks ago when it was kind of ready to go and it was all mastered mm. and it was all produced. Yeah. Was, was kind of, is it mood shifted at all? Were you elated and now kind of nervous or were you kind of frustrated yeah. and now elated? I think, and the mixing process is when I got the most like, crap, what do I have here? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> This is, I mean, in mixing, you fight the thing until it works. Mm. So when I was in the middle of fighting some things, I'm like, I hate, why the hell did we record this? Like, what is happening here? I, like, I, should this even be on the album? I'm just going to scrap it. And then, like, once you finally get this levels mixed out and, like, the sounds right, you're like, okay. Okay, there's something there. And then listen to it a couple more times. You're like, all right. For what, for what it was, like, 30 minutes of recording, this is two takes. Like, it's great. Um... And like it's it's definitely different than I initially planned it, just because of all the musicians' influence and like different for like the better. But yeah, looking back on it now, it's it's what it is. I wanted music out, and like it's I'm I'm proud of what it is and 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 what it where it came from and all that stuff. So yeah, no small feat as well because you definitely didn't do it the easy way. No, and sometimes <laughs> I mean I'm a big fan of doing things as convolutedly and as complicatedly as possible and then learning from your mistakes yeah those mistakes later on um but yeah just congrats on getting something done to be honest Thank you. um love to hear another song so cool. what have you got let's do uh um what else we have let's do porcelain
stories into crazy bits Hearing the whole world like the song in your head Boy, you better care She's not yours to mess again Ben Collins and the Celestial Company, and I'm afraid I, I missed the name of the song. Porcelain Girl. Porcelain Girl. Yeah. Um. So these songs, they, they definitely are. They're, they're quite soft, but obviously you're all playing. You're mm. both playing on acoustic guitar. It ain't so soft in the in the full band, I'll say. Right. I was gonna <laughs> say. So you know, I'm actually very rare to see uh, an acoustic bass. By the way. This is the first time I'm playing this bass in my life. We're going for acoustic vibe tonight, so I thought I'd give it a shot. It's uh, it's borrowed from Evan Barker, who actually played bass on a lot of the album. I the would. great Evan Barker. <laughs> Evan. I feel like this band has a lot of firsts. You know, pe- people have uh, come into the studio and first time they're playing mm-hmm. a song or first time they're playing an instrument. Yeah. So uh, you break new ground every time you play. Yeah. Oh, it I, it really is though. Like there's just because of the changing nature of everything, like the. It's, it's always it's always new and always first times everything but oh, it's uh it's it's a fun way to be to be honest you yeah. you're, you're always kind of in for a surprise yourself um so post uh post album coming out what's your plan in order to kind of push it out into the ether if you will i yeah. see you got a lot of gigs coming up but is there anything else planned out yeah it's a good question um I, I, you know, in my fantasy world, I had this whole marketing plan set up and I had this whole promotion rollout, but I've, I've recently actually graduated from school, from college and went full time with my photography and then finished this album. And it's taken up until now to even like begin to not, well, I'm not even decompressed from the album and everything. So I was hoping to have more time to like really flesh out a marketing plan slash like, you know, promote it and, and, and get it out there. But that'll be a, a post-release decision and and bunch of decisions post-release and just figure out how to get it into the world and and get people to hear it and stuff so that'll be coming but yeah we got a bunch of bunch of dates this summer playing new york city for the first time which i'm really excited about that's next weekend um which is wild to say because it's been on the calendar for a long time and it's, it's like crap the next weekend um new york city for the first time we're playing in massachusetts we're going to be playing at a, a music festival in woods hole where we play on the water. So we play on a dock that's floating in the middle of the harbor. And that'll be really cool. Um, and then we got like a bunch of random little little gigs here and there and, and some some really fun places like Orlando's Outdoors and Stowe Cider and all that stuff. So it'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, great great time for it as well. Middle of summer, everyone. Yeah. 
Uh, everyone wants to come to Vermont and listen to some live music at this time. Orlando's exactly. a great gig to have, especially because they usually have it, you know, it's a sun setting and yeah. you've got that great brick wall behind you yeah. and it's uh, yeah. kind of a natural stage. Yeah, I haven't played outside there yet, but I've been dying to. Yeah. This guy has. Oh, yeah, who did you play with? Uh, I played with Bobby Coe and the Hive. Um, we played out there. We did a trio set, just so it was just the Hive that weekend. It was myself, Max Anderson, and Jimmy Martucci. Um, played like an hour 45. We got pretty much as much time as we wanted, so we definitely took advantage of that. I love that. And, uh, yeah, you've got kind of a natural audience all sitting out in the, on the chairs out there and at the tables. So. Yeah, definitely. And then anyone walking past, in fact. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Anyone within a four-block radius. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we got <laughs> out. A good portion of the yeah. sound. <laughs> um, well, that's fantastic. And uh, the, the festival sounds amazing. Yeah. So uh, i got to ask, how have you managed to set up all of these gigs? There's, there's bands that can't or you know they play radio bean maybe mm. a couple of times maybe they'll play swan dojo but uh you guys seem to have got gigs all over new england so how did that work out pestering i'm a pest <laughs> <laughs> email until you get an answer or just like text or or ask ask musicians who are you know slightly ahead of you or are playing you they, if they play the spot it doesn't hurt to reach out and say hey can I get the email for the guy who books that or something like that? And usually, usually people are pretty kind and will respond. And that's how I've gotten most of the contacts for things. And just like, also I'm a music photographer. So working in the music worlds, I kind of have a lot of connections there. They can exploit. So. Right. Not exploit. Yeah. Creatively use. Yeah, definitely not exploit. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to put that. That was the wrong word choice for sure, but collaborate further collaborate in, in different spheres. <laughs> Uh, so New York next weekend, that's huge. Is oh, yeah. all three of you going? Is it the full band? Yep. Yeah. Us and Zach Santos on drums. And then this weekend we're playing at Arts Riot for what was supposed to be the album release show and technically still calling it that because we're, everyone who comes to the uh, release, we're going to do like a, they get a copy of the album digitally on SoundCloud or something. So everyone, who, yeah, since the album can't be out on Spotify this weekend and Apple Music, we're going to do, anyone who comes to the show will get the link on spot on SoundCloud so they can listen to it. Right. Um, with the cover included, so. Nice. But yeah, that'll be this weekend at Arts Ride on Saturday with Bobby Coe and the Hive opening, so. Wonderful. So you're playing, doing double duty that night? Yeah, I'll be playing all night. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing or a bad thing? Great. The right. more, I'd love to play as long as possible. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, Won't be his first double, double gig. <laughs> Uh, does that mean you get twice the amount of uh, like uh, free beers? That's yeah. a great question. You should definitely. Ask I that should. Right I that definitely one. should. I mean, you, that's you a technically that's a doing two jobs question. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Um, so New York sounds really exciting, though. Um, or whereabouts are you playing in New York City? It's a. Uh, I think the venue was recently name changed. It's a uh, Heaven Can Wait. I think it used to be Berlin under A, or I don't know. I'm a little confused on the whole thing, but. And the name switching and all that stuff, but having can wait, which is in Brooklyn. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it kind of sounds like you're doing a bit of a mini tour. You, you're loading up a car or a van. Yeah. And uh, Airbnb, or you're just getting your tents. So we, we what's, His, what's the plan there? Andrew's family is New Jersey, so uh, we're just gonna uh, pop yeah. down there. I'm I'm driving distance to to and, the venue. And Matt so. also, Matt's family also is from around there, so we got um, options. And I'm guessing with the festival, you will just probably camp. Actually, also my uh, my my family lives in Mass too. So. Oh well, there we go. You guys are just scattered. <laughs> family scattered. We book gigs the, where we have free lodging. That's a, <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's a smart thing to yeah. do. Um, 
And um, and so this this in itself kind of feels like or sounds like a bit of a mini tour mm-hmm. to go with the album release. Yeah, it's definitely dragged out throughout the summer and fall. But right, yeah. Um, have you started thinking post this album? Have you started putting yeah. together songs or or things together for a, for the second album? Yeah, yeah. I have I have a bunch of songs written already. One that we are kind of contemplating playing tonight, but we decided we'll just play album songs tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Matt's written a couple songs too that we're gonna dive into and do some work on. Um, yeah, I think the next album I really now that we got this band kind of locked in, I I want to do some stuff with these guys and and write with these guys and and not just in isolation and then bring it to them and see what they do with it. But I wanna I want to get their influences from the ground floor and and run with it. So I think I think we'll roll we'll roll through the summer and make sure the live shows are doing great. And then I think this fall is the game plan to hunker down for a second and and do some writing and. Uh, some recording and see and hopefully this time next year it'll be another album that's the goal yeah have you uh got like any name in mind yet or is this like so fresh so new just oh for an album yeah oh that's a good question i don't know headwater is a great title track headwater that's a great title track headwater is the one that that is written and done and we've been playing it as the the last song of the set slash encore song for the past couple of gigs so it's been working Never know. That might be the uh, the name of the second. Could album. be. Could be. Um, well, we've got time for about one more song. So, awesome. what are you playing us out with? Uh, the title track of the album, Space Ranger. There we go. And this is a the we usually it's a long long form jam, kind of in the vein of the Grateful Dead in the song, but uh, it's we're gonna strip it down a little bit tonight and just kind of play through it. But I wanted to make one note: is it's raining outside right now, and I don't think we've played a Ben Collins and Company gig when it hasn't been snowing or raining at all. I think it's I think it's snowed or rained, except for maybe the first show we've ever played. I think it's snowed or rained every single time. Oh, yeah? So, so. this is your fault this evening. I guess so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it has something to do with, with our curse. I, I don't was, really know. I was going to cycle here tonight, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when the Skip next hurricane hits, you can blame me. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, well, take it away.
soul Or it's frozen And an endless cold Don't you know and Celestial Company playing us out with the title track of the new album Space Ranger thank you so much for coming in yeah thank you so much for having us thank you not a problem and best of luck with the album release and the mini tour Alex I see you as well thank you very much for you coming as well thanks for having (laughs) us I'm sure it's going to go fantastically well and uh, yeah let us know when the next album's made yeah sweet we will do we'll have you back in yeah We'll go uh, put it on the calendar for this time next year. Yeah, there we go. I hope so. Just give Bob, Bob a shout. Um, so we are out next week. Uh, but the week after, we've got the Green Mountain Chamber Music Festival uh, coming in, which is one of my favorite uh, weeks of the entire year. We will have four geniuses from some very prestigious school uh, serenading. Maybe not me. Um, it's five o'clock that's got sorted. Uh, we're going to be on early at 5 o'clock, um, and we're going to have uh, four, four genius uh, teenagers serenading me in a, as, a, as a quartet, as a violin quartet. And so if you are in the area, just come along and take a peek, because it's going to be phenomenal. They are amazing. We'll they, sit outside. <laughs> please do. Come we'll in. Sit. Come in. They're amazing. But um, yeah, that's in two weeks' time. Uh, it'll be at a different time, 5 o'clock. Um, so check that one out, um, because it is usually phenomenal. Uh, but that's all we've got for tonight. Uh, so this has been WOMM LP operating at Burlington, 105.9 The Radiator, The Rocket Shop. I've been your host, on Proctor, and good night. Thank you all so much. It's fun. Thanks. <laughs>